An area school district employee in jail accused of an inappropriate relationship with a student. How an additional charge could land her in jail for years. Rain has cleared, flood warnings expired. But we do have one more chance of rain coming in first warning weather. And some scary footage out of Europe as a military plane flies right over a city street. Why that plane had to fly so low. Well, a Hayes School High School employee is in jail this afternoon, charged with having an improper relationship with the students and another charge of grooming. And KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with Kyle PD and legal experts to find out what happens now that she's turned herself in. It was an important case for us to, to investigate. Assistant Kyle Police Chief Pedro Hernandez says investigators acted immediately following a report from Hayes CISD of allegations of a possible inappropriate relationship between a Hayes High School employee and, and uh, one of the students there. Earlier this week, Kyle Police and Hayes CISD said Danielle Dunn, a clerk at Hayes High School, is accused of having an improper relationship with a student and child grooming. The district fired Dunn Monday, a warrant issued for her arrest Tuesday. She turned herself in to the Hayes County Jail Thursday. Improper relationship between an educator and a student that's a second degree felony. It's punishable up to two years in prison. Child grooming is a third degree felony. Uh, the max punishment for that is 10 years. Attorney Logan Campbell says the age of the student and the location of where the improper relationship took place are minor factors of the case. When you have this charge, even if that sexual contact was consensual and if it was outside of the school system, it may be perfectly legal. When you have the mere student educator relationship at that same school, that's what makes that sexual contact illegal. And Kyle, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. Kyle PD is asking anyone that may have have additional information to contact the Kyle Police Department. That could also be done anonymously through Hayes County Crime Stoppers. You can find that information on KXAN.com. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it looks like most or all of the wet weather has wrapped up for most of us across the area this week, and that leaves some incredible rainfall totals over the past four days. Here's how it'll go down in the books. 13.24 inches in Fayette County, a town called Muldoon. Lake Fayette near LaGrange over a foot, even near Bastrop. In Bastrop County, we've had over seven inches of rain in Smithville, generally three to five inches in town. Out in Fredericksburg, though, look at this. Sunshine, green grass, and seven right now on the Barrens Creek Vineyards cam. Many of us experiencing our warmest day in a full week as clearing skies work in from the southwest. Still a little cooler northwest northeast of Austin where it's in the low 50s under low clouds. Coming up, we are tracking one little final chance of rain. I'll show you what to expect tomorrow, how your plans look this weekend as a change in the weather pattern finally takes place. David, thank you. This week's rain is creating more work for road crews, and you might have noticed that on your work on the commute. After last summer's intense heat and the recent freeze in some parts of central Texas, roads in the area have been primed for damage. The extreme weather can create cracks in the streets, and heavy rain like we saw this week can then get into those cracks and widen them, and then this creates potholes. We are getting more calls uh, beside the occasional debris and fallen branches, we are getting a lot more uh, pothole calls from the citizens and we are uh, responding to more. And specifically this weekend, we're going to do a lot more uh, pothole repairs. 
And if you see any issues on the roads like potholes or erosion, be sure to call 311 to report it. Well, 18 people at a North Texas bakery are being treated for possible carbon monoxide poisoning. This happened this morning in Fort Worth. The employees were taken to a hospital as a precaution. Fort Worth Fire says one woman was unconscious. The fire department said there was construction work being done in the building yesterday, but they haven't confirmed whether that is related. Alabama is set to use nitrogen gas as a new method of execution today on a man convicted of murder. This is the first time the gas will be used for execution in the U.S. And if carried out, it will become the first time a new method has been introduced since the lethal injection in 1982. The inmate, Kenneth Eugene Smith, was convicted of capital murder in 1989 for his role in the contract killing of a minister's wife. He was initially scheduled to be executed in 2020. But complications forced the state to delay that execution. About a dozen people gathered at a Birmingham church to protest the death penalty and the new nitrogen gas method of the of this scheduled execution has been called experimental by critics. Home security system Ring says it will stop letting police request doorbell camera video from users. The company says it will get rid of the request for assistance tool, which allows agencies to get video captured by the cameras. The change goes into effect next week, bringing an end to a feature that has garnered some criticism over privacy concerns. Ring did not say what prompted the change. Some investors hit the brakes on Tesla today, dropping their shares after a disappointing earnings report. Stocks plummeted more than 10% today for the Austin-based company. The sell-off comes one day after the company reported earnings of $21.6 billion in last year's fourth quarter. That was an increase over the previous year, but the increase was only 1%, which is less than what analysts were predicting. Now, revenue was not the only news that concerned those investors. Tesla warned that its growth in 2024 would be notably lower. Now, this comes as the company gets ready to build its next-gen vehicles, which are slated to come out next year. A Turkish military plane flew at an extremely low altitude as it made an emergency landing over central Turkey today. I'll take a look at this video. It shows the plane flying just above traffic on a road and barely passing over a stadium. The military said the plane had to land due to a technical problem and was slightly damaged as a result. The crew and the pilot were not injured. Well, still to come, checking in on the competitive race for the Oval Office as the candidates crisscross the country. Why former President Trump was off the campaign trail today. And the new buses unveiled at Austin ISD, propelling the district into a greener future. Plus the project that's just about to wrap up that will make it easier for Austin FC fans to get to Q2 Stadium. Metro will open up its latest commuter rail stop just in time for Austin FC's home opener. The McCalla Red Line stop has been under construction since 2022 and now it'll open on February 24th. That's the day FC takes on Minnesota United FC at Q2 Stadium. Right now the closest train rail is about a mile away from the stadium. Austin ISD showed off its first set of electric school buses this morning. The new buses are part of the district's goal to switch its entire fleets from diesel to electric by 2035 to safeguard children from diesel pollution. 
AISD also received a $6 million grant from the Environmental Protection Agency to buy another 25 electric buses. The former Rosedale School campus in Central Austin now has a new purpose. Austin ISD announced today that the school will temporarily open up again as a training facility for school district law enforcement, as well as other agencies like the Travis County Constable. So the district says the goal is to really train as many as 750 officers at the site in the first phase of training. A new running and biking bridge is coming to Ladybird Lake near Longhorn Dam. The bridge is planned to stretch from the park at Longhorn Shores to a peninsula near Holly Shores Metro Park. The city says it is currently looking at bids from contractors and construction is expected to start this summer. Well, the heavy rainfall has brought a much needed flow of water back to a popular Central Texas swimming spot. How long it's had to wait for its dry spell to end. The rain didn't help the lakes much, but it did help the aquifers and also our soil moisture drought. Here was the drought update last week. Check it out. Today's update this week showing some contraction and improvement in drought conditions. Your first warning forecast with one more little storm coming next. President Joe Biden is on his way now to the all-important state of Wisconsin to announce a big infrastructure deal. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley is back on her home turf on South Carolina, taking aim at former President Donald Trump and bringing in the campaign money. Trump is off the campaign trail and back in New York in a courtroom where he briefly took to the stand today. NBC's Alice Barr has an update now on the race for the White House. Former President Trump in Manhattan today, fresh off this week's win in New Hampshire, now off the campaign trail and back in the courtroom, taking the stand for brief testimony in his E. Jean Carroll civil damages trial. The judge admonished him for continuing to deny sexually abusing Carroll in the 1990s, something he was found liable for last year. Carroll is now seeking damages for defamation. The former president lashing out on social media about his legal troubles and against his remaining Republican rival, former U.N. ambassador and South Carolina governor Nikki Haley. Bring it, Donald. Show me what you got. Haley stumping in South Carolina announced she raised a million dollars in the 24 hours following her New Hampshire primary loss. Former President Trump saying anyone who contributes to her campaign, quote, will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. Haley accused him of throwing a temper tantrum. I know that's what he does when he's insecure. I know that's what he does when he is threatened and he should feel threatened without a doubt. But there are serious questions about whether Haley can break through the former president's 30-point lead in her home state of South Carolina just a month away. This bravado is great now, but you should have been doing that eight months ago. President Biden already looking to the November election. He's in the swing state of Wisconsin today, announcing a nearly $5 billion investment in dozens of infrastructure projects across the country. The president trying to build momentum for his reelection bid. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. All right, we'll check in with David now, and it was nice to see the sun today uh, again. It's just beautiful seeing that picture is, behind yeah. you. Big change in the weather pattern, but we do have one more little opportunity for rain. Let's go outside where we are enjoying some breaks in the clouds. Notice the satellite radar does not have any rain, and the low clouds and mist this morning have slowly been scoured out from west to east. Still a little gray up there in Milam County, Lee County, but plenty of sunshine for the rest of us, especially out there in Llano and Fredericksburg. Here we are under most, mostly sunny, partly 
partly cloudy skies in Austin. Looks great as we get ready for sundown. Temperatures have warmed up to 70 out in Fredericksburg. At Camp Mabry, not a whole lot more rain early this morning, but look at this. With six plus inches in the bucket, this is now our fifth wettest January if we finish the month this way. Not a whole lot of rain at the airport today either, but we've had 6.77 inches there. Also, Austin Bergstrom's fifth wettest January to this point. Pollen count getting a little bit worse today, but really cedar has been knocked out largely because of the past few days of rain. I mentioned the rain has moved well to our east. Last night's storms actually way up in the Great Lakes, if you can believe that. But we do have one little piece of energy in the atmosphere about to bring a, ch a chance of rain back to the state. This little low pressure is moving into the panhandle shortly. Notice, though, as I project this forward, this little spinning area of clouds and precipitation largely treks to our north. And tomorrow we do get some clouds. We do get a couple sprinkles, but nothing like the rain and even thunderstorms from Dallas up to Norman and Oklahoma City. So zooming in and slowing down, let's talk about the changes that are still to come, including this weekend. Partly cloudy skies the rest of the evening, wonderful and slowly drying out. Tomorrow morning, we're certainly dry, but we do expect some areas of dense fog because of all the moisture in the soil and the calm winds. Tomorrow, overall a pretty gray day ahead of that storm and the cold front coming with it. We don't have rain chances in the forecast until midday during the afternoon, about a one in three chance of a sprinkle, a quick light shower. Not a lot of wet weather coming from this tomorrow, I'll tell you that. The cold front breezes through quietly, no rain and thunderstorms, but a little wind shift late tomorrow evening. There it comes and there it goes. Behind it, we'll see some clouds to start the day Saturday, along with gusty north winds. Then the sun comes back out Saturday afternoon and nothing but sunshine on Sunday. Gusty winds behind this will disrupt some plans for the first part of the weekend. Saturday morning, wind gusts increasing from the northwest by 9, 10 a.m. We've got some 30-plus mile-per-hour gusts in parts of the area. It will be a windy day, but also this north wind bringing in cooler, less humid weather and really helping to dry out the ground if you're waiting to go for a hike until it's less muddy. I think by Sunday, things will look a little drier out there. On Saturday, decreasing clouds, gusty winds. Behind the cold front, high temperatures are kept in the upper 50s. Sunday, though, perfect. Less wind, no cloud cover, and a very typical January day with a high in the lower 60s. So tonight, we're still a little foggy out there in some areas by morning with light winds and mostly cloudy skies. 49 in town. Tomorrow, we're kept at 64 with gray skies and a 30% chance of some very light rain for some of us. After that, we've got gusty winds and colder mornings coming in this weekend as well. Boy, five sunny days back to back starting this weekend. A total reversal in the weather pattern. But later next week, we're seeing some signs that clouds and a few rain showers could return starting on Thursday. Uh, David, thank you very much. And some roads in southeast Texas are still flooded after all of the rain. This is what it looked like this morning in Tomball, which is just northwest of Houston. Officials say barricades were put out last night, but three drivers went around them and became stranded in the water. And in many places in southeast Texas, they're going to continue. The water is going to continue to rise through the weekend as the waters move down from the north. It has been an extremely wet week across the region with heavy nonstop rainfall since Monday. And all the rain we've seen recently has brought a flow back to Jacob's Well for the first time in 222 days. So the Hayes County watering hole saw no flow of water starting in July of last year. 
The Wimberley Valley Watershed Association says this has only happened six times since the summer of 2000. The Hayes County Parks Department posted a reminder on social media that Jacobs Well is still not out of the woods just yet. And while they're optimistic, they can't say just yet if those flows will return to normal this summer. Well, going in depth, Hayes County Parks officials said last summer's extreme drought conditions played a part in the lack of flow to Jacobs Well. The Wimberley Valley Watershed Association said another major factor was excessive groundwater pumping. They also said sustainable groundwater policy and drought contingency rules could help keep the springs flowing in times of drought. Central Texas creeks and springs can indicate how healthy the aquifers are. And since those bodies of water are connected to groundwater across the area, it is important to manage them well in times of drought in order to keep the environment healthy. We're about six months out from the Paris 2024 Olympic Games and the city is in the thick of preparations. How the City of Lights is turning iconic landmarks into Olympic arenas. RFK Jr. Cuomo. Live, the independent presidential candidate gives his take on the race to the White House. Is America ready to choose a third-party president? Tonight on Cuomo at 8, 7 central, only on News Nation. Weeknights on News Nation. The Hill is on at a new time, 6 Eastern. Join Blake Berman and the best political team for the latest from D.C. The Hill at its new time. Weeknights, 6 Eastern, following Elizabeth Vargas reports on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Right now, with recession fears fading in the rearview mirror, new evidence of a strong U.S. economy. So why are so many Americans not feeling it? Also, the new guardrails to shield teens from unwanted direct messages. When we see you tonight on Nightly News. And speaking of the economy, the U.S. economy grew at a faster-than-expected pace in December, according to new figures released by the Commerce Department. The country's gross domestic product jumped by 3.3% last month. Most analysts predicted it would be more than a point lower. Now, last year, the U.S. economy grew 2.5%, also ahead of Wall Street expectations. In a statement from the White House, President Biden said, quote, wages, wealth, and employment are higher now than they were before the pandemic. That's good news for American families and American workers. Tomorrow marks six months until the Paris 2024 Summer Olympics. And Olympic venues in France are getting ready to welcome the world's biggest sporting event. So Paris will have 15 competition venues for the Olympic Games and will host 21 Olympic events in and around some of its most iconic monuments. At the foot of the Eiffel Tower, beach volleyball competitions will be held. Now awarded the Olympics in 2017, Paris has been constructed constructing venues for several years now, with all work scheduled for completion in early 2024. Well, the famous Stanley Tumblr's latest cup design sold out in just 30 minutes. Stanley Cups became a viral sensation due to their durability and the obsession with the cups hit a new level last week when a woman was arrested and accused of stealing 65 of them from a store in California. A limited edition Lunar New Year themed Stanley Cup tumbler was launched today and it featured a red and cream design with colorful scales in honor of the Year of the Dragon. Additional stock of the limited edition Lunar New Year themed tumbler is only available right now in Canada. Well, coming up tonight, it's a night of Law & Order, starting with the original at 7 p.m., then Law & Order SVU at 8, followed by Organized Crime at 9 o'clock, and then you can join us back here for KXAN News at 10. And, of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.
And just a reminder, you can now listen to KXAN in your car by downloading our daily podcasts. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts or you can find them at kxan.com slash podcasts. Well, gorgeous view with pleasant sunshine returning this evening out in the hill country. Here we are at the Whittlesea Landscape Supplies Cam on KXAN.com over in Granite Shoals. Nice to see the sun, but I wish we had more rain out here. Some parts of the hill country in this area saw less than a half inch this week, while eastern counties saw over a foot. That means the lakes have seen minor benefit, but Lake Travis still got a long way to go. Lake Travis only up an inch today, but 39% of capacity. The evening forecast looks pleasant with relatively clear skies compared to recent nights. Temperatures falling through the 50s. Okay, some good news there. All right, David, thank you so much. No more crates changing foster protocols and new rules about dogs who bite. Coming up new at 6, the man in charge of the Austin Animal 